Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Chronicles chapter 7 When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground, and they worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, He is good, his love endures forever. Then the king and all of the people offered sacrifices before the Lord, and King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 head of cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. So the king and all of the people dedicated the temple of the Lord. The priests took their positions, as did the Levites, with the Lord's musical instruments, which King David had made for praising the Lord, and which were used when he gave thanks, saying, His love endures forever. Opposite the Levites, the priests blew their trumpets, and all of the Israelites were standing. Solomon consecrated the middle part of the courtyard in front of the temple of the Lord, And there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the fellowship offerings, because the bronze altar he had made could not hold the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the fat portions. So Solomon observed the festival at that time for seven days, and all Israel with him, a vast assembly, people from Labo Hamath to the Wadi of Egypt. On the eighth day they held an assembly, for they had celebrated the dedication of the altar for seven days, and the festival for seven days more. On the twenty-third day of the seventh month, he sent the people to their homes, joyful and glad in heart for the good things that the Lord had done for David and Solomon and for his people Israel. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace, and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open, and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple, so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. As for you, If you walk faithfully before me as David your father did, and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne as I covenanted with David your father when I said, You shall never fail to have a successor to rule over Israel. But if you turn away and forsake the decrees and commands I've given you, and go off to serve other gods and worship them, Then I will uproot Israel from my land, which I have given them, and I will reject this temple, which I have consecrated for my name. I will make it a byword and an object of ridicule among all peoples. This temple will become a heap of rubble. All who pass by will be appalled and say, 
Why has the Lord done such a thing to this land and to this temple? People will answer, Because they have forsaken the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who brought them out of Egypt and have embraced other gods, worshiping and serving them. That is why he brought all this disaster upon them. Now, this is continuing with chapter 5, chapter 6, and now we have chapter 7. And so Solomon has prayed. The glory has previously appeared at the beginning of the dedication. Solomon here finishes praying. Now fire comes down from heaven and consumes the sacrifices. What an amazing spectacle that must have been, far beyond a spectacle. A supernatural event that had not been witnessed, anything uh, like that in many, many, many decades. And so this fire comes down from heaven. And the glory of the Lord once again fills the temple. The priests couldn't enter the temple because of the glory of the Lord. And when all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshiped. All that sounds good. But what they said in worship is startling to me and wonderful at the same time. They said collectively, the Lord, he is good. His love endures forever. Now, friends, that is a great declaration. Say that with me now. The Lord, he is good. His love endures forever. And then Solomon and all of Israel offered massive amounts of sacrifices, sacrificial animals, 22,000 head of cattle, 120,000 sheep and goats. Imagine this, the spectacle. Imagine the, the magnitude of the sacrifice. By the way, all that represented tremendous wealth that was being given over irrevocably to the Lord in burnt offerings. The priests worshipped with instruments that King David had made, and uh, David had made these instruments for praising the Lord. So they, they used these instruments, and they gave thanks, saying, His love endures forever. And the Levites and the priests blew their trumpets, and all the Israelites were standing and worshipping and celebrating. So verse 8 says, So Solomon observed the festival at that time for seven days. The festival was probably the Feast of Tabernacles. It fits for the time of year that this was. And so they celebrated the seven-day Feast of Tabernacles. It was such a wonderful celebration that they decided to go for an additional seven days. So they celebrated the dedication of the altar, and they celebrated tabernacles. They celebrated their love for God and uh, the victorious completion of the tabernacle of of Solomon. Then that night, Yahweh visits Solomon for a second time. In verse 11, when Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I have heard your prayer and I've chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. Remember his prayer was, Lord, choose this place. Remember his prayer was, Lord, Hear those who pray from this place and toward this place and answer them favorably. And so the Lord says, I agree. I'll grant you your request. And so this visitation in the night was the second time that Solomon had been visited by God. First time was in a dream, and perhaps this was as well. We don't know from this text, but um, it goes on. And so um, the Lord says something amazing to Solomon while he's having this encounter. And what he said has become kind of the mantra for about every prayer conference I've ever been to. And so he continues with this, I've chosen this place for myself, etc. In verse 13, he said, When I shut up the heavens so that there's no rain, 
or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among the people. And then verse 14. Verse 14 is a very famous prayer passage. This is what the Lord says. These are the requirements for answered prayer. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. And so it's a, it's a, a very strategic statement of how to pray. First, it has to do with the Lord's people. This is God's people. In this case of um, Solomon's day, it was the Jewish people. In the case of our day, it's people who have a relationship with Jesus, the Son of God. If my people who are called by my name, Jesus was called the Christ, his followers are called Christians, if they will humble themselves, that's the first requirement. Humble yourself. Humble yourself, confess your sins, bow the knee before God. Humble themselves is first. Second requirement is, and pray. Third requirement, and seek my face. All of those are progressive and they seem to go together. And then repentance and turn from their wicked ways. And so this is more than just confession, more than just humbling yourself, more than just seeking the Lord, more than just prayer. There has to be a true turning away from wickedness. Then the Lord says he will hear and he'll forgive their sin and heal their land. So friends, we need this for God's people. We need this for our land. We need this for our country. We need humility. We need prayer. We need the earnest seeking of God. We need repentance. And if we do these things, the Lord promises that he will hear, he will forgive, and he will heal our land. So Lord, we ask you humbly today that you would hear our prayer. God, we're seeking you and you alone. We love you. We honor you. We pray to you. God, forgive our sins and forgive the sins of our nation. Wash us, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive those around us who don't even know to pray, God. Have mercy. Lord, hear, forgive, and heal our country. Our country is broken in many ways, Lord. We need you. We need more than a touch. We need a divine outpouring. Come, God. Help your people to humble themselves, pray, seek your face, and turn from their wicked ways. And Lord, as we do those things, whether many or few, we pray that you would hear from heaven and forgive and heal our land. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.